A very good evening and welcome to Women's National Basketball League action between the Australian Institute of Sport and Bulleen Melbourne Boomers, John Keogh courtside at the AIS Arena for round three of WNBL on AIS Basketball Network. Alongside me for tonight's call, it's a very warm welcome to Simon Peters. Simon, the AIS, they've lost their past seven games to the Boomers. Is there a chance of an upset tonight? Well, certainly the way the, um, the AIS team have started this year has been fantastic. You compare them to the, the, the squad they had last year. <clears throat> it's pretty much the same bunch of girls, but uh, obviously matured a lot in that off-season. And uh, we saw in the first game a good, gutsy, uh, hard-fought win against Dandenong. And even last week, um, i got to admit, I had anticipated a bigger win for the Capitals in that game. Uh, I think they anticipated a bigger win. But uh, the AIS have really shown them, even though I think it was 14 points in the end there, the, the, the margin, it was that or close to it at, at quarter time. And uh, certainly historically the AIS would lay down and, and maybe that game blown out to 30, 35 points. But they hung in there and they played well. And they didn't, they didn't just hang in there. They, they took it out the Capitals at one stage. I think they closed the gap to nearly seven or six. And... Uh, yeah, it's a much different team this season. It's good to see. Going up against the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers this evening, coached by Cheryl Chambers. They've won two matches, lost one the Boomers this season, including last match against the Adelaide Lightning in overtime. 84-77, to they came behind to force it into overtime. So they'll also be coming into this match with a bit of confidence. Yeah, and they're, they're a good squad. There's a, a core of players there that have been at the club for quite a few years now in, in Deanne Butler, Desiree Glorbert, Holly Grimer, Kylie Jordan, Sharon Milner. Uh, they're all great players in their own right and they've, they've brought in a, a few new players this season. Anna Crosswhite's probably an exciting one to watch for. She's sort of loitered around in the ABA for quite a few years now and, and it's good to see her take that extra step into the WNBL. Craig Ravel caught up with Cheryl Chambers, the coach of the Bulleen Boomers, right before the match. Well, Cheryl Chambers, after a great pre-season taking out the sale tournament, you're up here against the AIS. Well, we, we'll give you that credit. Yeah, look, I didn't feel that. I mean, I guess it was pretty disjointed, the pre-season. That's why I laugh when you say it's a great. But, we, yeah, we had, you know, pretty good hit-outs hit at sale, but a lot of the team didn't have a lot of, the, you know, a lot of their teams didn't have a lot of their players. So it was a bit of an experimental thing. And, yeah, happy to come away from the wins with that. Of course, started the season reasonably well. And uh, here against the AIS tonight. Yeah, it's it's been a, it certainly starts once you start in the season it starts going. Yeah, we started on the road to Adelaide, Perth, and that was a bit of a tough one because we uh, we sat around all day Sunday in Perth to play a late game and brought the red eye home. So um, yeah, we're happy to come home with it with a split. Would have wanted more, but um, last weekend to win in overtime was was a bit of fun. It is getting Holly back after the World Championships. Has there been much of a a uh, recovery for her to get her back ahead in the job for the WNBL? Yeah, well, I, I guess you want to celebrate those sort of things as best as you can. So it has been a bit dis disjointed. I mean, this week she was, she's been up here having lunch or dinner with the Prime Minister and all that sort of stuff. So it's been a little bit of a balancing act to, you know, to keep her, but she's been really focused and when she stepped out on the floor, she's been great for us. Well, in saying that, we've got three new starters in the group, I guess, because Dee Butler was injured most of last year. So I, I guess, you know, she's... Been with us, but um, she's back in the starting lineup. And yes, we've got four newies, and and I think that they add a bit of spark. We've got um, Karen Ashby, who's been playing in the Seaval and been the WM, um, the MVP there. And we've got a couple of college girls. Um, one of them, Anna Cosweight, unfortunately had an injury last week, and we're probably going to be without her. To 
That was Craig Gravel with Cheryl Chambers. The Boomers looking to make it 3-1 and one for the season. We're not far away from a tip-off here at the AIS Arena. One match-up I'm looking forward to or anticipating is Mariana Tolo possibly going up against Holly Grimer. Grimer is an equal MVP leader at this stage early in the season. Tolo coming with some good form, 12 first-half points last week. Yeah, and a really uh, a huge opportunity for Mariana to... Um come up against a player with the, with the, uh, the calibre of, of Holly Grimer. She's, of course, a, uh, a member of the World Championship gold medalists. And uh, Grimer's had experience overseas. She went and tried out for the WNBA with Sacramento. Didn't end up making a final team, but still a wonderful experience and a good offer for her to be even invited to that. Tip-off away here on the quick break. Out of the Bulleen Boomers and scoring the first points of the match is Deanne Butler with a two-point lane down the right lane. And the AS try to bring it up the court through Schatz. She dribbles left, goes behind the back with a dribble over into the front court now. She's on the right flank. Good pressure coming from the Bulleen Boomers defence. Francis has it outside the perimeter. She's looking to feed inside to Tolo. Heads to her now. She gets the pass and off the glass. Two points to Mariana Tolo. It's a good start for her. She's, as you mentioned, she had a good game last week and that'll be great for her confidence to score the first two points of the game. The Boomers with the ball in the hands of Glorbitz. At the top of the key, gives it back out to Milner, who's forced to retreat outside the perimeter. Now with Grimer, dishes to Ashby, back up the top to Milner, who drives hard to the basket, blocked by Mariana Tolo. She was the leading block getter in the WNBL last season, averaging 2.7 on the break now. Airberries gets it back out wide into the hands of her teammate Martin, who pulls up near the foul line, can't convert from the elbow, and getting the defensive board is Deanne Butler. She gets it back into the front court and just slowing things up here for the Boomers. Dishes wide to Glorbitz. She's pushed off the board hard by Martin. Drives to the oh, basket, nice. uses the glass, doesn't drop though, and it's forced out of court. And there will be a Boomers ball. No, it's going to be an AS ball. <laughs> so one referee pointed mm. for a Boomers ball, but the other one, other referee overruled. So Ebsery receives the pass from Francis, who goes to Tolo, just in the defensive court, chats to Esbury, and she threw a wild pass looking to Francis on crossing the key. She was cutting, but she wasn't there for the pass, Simon. Not even close. That was a, a bit of a wild, speculative pass there. Milner bringing the ball up for the Boomers. Gives it to Glorbus, who goes inside the perimeter. Grimer in there. She has it knocked away by Tolo. 12 seconds on the shot clock, and there will be a throw-in at the baseline for the Bulleen Boomers. Yeah, they'll be looking early to get uh, Holly Grimer involved. She hasn't had a touch of the ball yet, so definitely they'll be pushing into her, and there she goes. Grimer pulls up for the 15-foot jump shot. And that's why. That was beautiful work from the centre. A girl of her height, 190 centimetres, can shoot the ball like that. She is a valuable asset. Ebsery works the ball into the front court for the AS, looking to drive hard down the right lane. Dishes back out to Francis, who coughed up the pass. On the break now, Glorbitz. She dishes out wide. Now they're getting out to Milner outside the perimeter. Glorbert shoots up from the top of the arc and she nails the first three of the match. Nice shot from Desi Glorbert. She's uh, probably the two, two of the um, most underrated guards in the league probably in this team, in Desi Glorbert and Dan Butler. They're very, very good players that don't really get a, a lot of recognition. Glorbert takes her season tally to 40 points, so she's had a good start to the 6 7 season. Francis at the top of the rumour. Dishes wildly, but Ashby has fouled Tolo in the key. And that is the first foul of the match. Ashby just doing some heavy work under the defensive basket on Mariana Tolo there. They just got twisted up. And the first foul of the evening. 
AIS ball at the baseline. Schatz to take the pass. Francis looking to work under the basket. Lewis spots up for the jump shot and she nails it. Her game, Molly Lewis is a, is a brilliant shooter if she can get open. Um, probably not so confident putting the ball on the floor and trying to create, but if they can hit her on those open shots, she could do some real damage. Milner with the ball on the left flank outside the perimeter. Bounce pass inside. Feeds Ashby who turns around nice. for the hook shot. That was lovely work. <laughs> she is playing her first season which is 1998, would you believe? She sat that long out. A good sea ball player. Lining up for the Boomers tonight. Schatz looking to break to the foul line. Travels along the way. No, but she was a foul. And mm-hmm. she draws the foul on Holly Grimer. Bit of a soft one there, Simon? I just thought that she probably travelled before the foul. She had a lot of a lot of shuffling of the feet there. Lucky to get away with that one. But uh, hey, it's what the ref called, so it's all good. Schatz will go to the line to shoot a pair. First three throws of the evening. Seven minutes, 22 on the first quarter clock remaining. And she hits the first, Rebecca Schatz. She's 71% from the free throw line coming into tonight for season 06-07. The second one is good as well, so that will boost her percentage. Great work from her. And Butler playing the point role at the moment for the Boomers. She works it into the front court, over the top to Ashby. Francis guarding her. She's looking to get inside to Grimer, who's just outside the paint. She goes there now. Grimer against Tolo. Mm. Tolo got a hand to it, blocked the shot. Ebster, he gets it to Lewis down the left side on the break. Looks inside to Tolo under the basket. This is back out to Lewis for the three-point shot. She hits it. That's Lord. where she can do the damage. If she doesn't have to try to create too much, Molly Lewis can be an amazing scorer. Lewis with the first three-pointer for the AIS for the night. Levels at one apiece. The Boomers already have one. Milner outside the arc. Gives it to Grimer who shoots out but doesn't make it from just inside the three-point arc. Offensive board comes from Glorbitz and it's a reset. 24 seconds on the clock for the Boomers. Milner dishes wide to Glorbitz. She's outside three. Lewis guarding her. She got a hand to the ball. Knocked it away. 12 on the clock though. Glorbitz regathers. Grimer for two from the baseline. Beautiful shot. That's where she nailed her first from and she's made a second from that same area. Yeah, she's a good threat. They're not getting a lot of uh, a lot of a look inside at the moment, so she'll score from outside. Tolo bounce pass to Francis under the basket. Ooh. She had an awkward shot, almost rolled in. On the break now, Milner going hard to the basket. She dishes out wide to Glorbert, who shoots up for a second three-pointer of the night. Yeah, I mean, she nailed that early one over there and uh, hit that one very confidently too. They're, they're going to have to tighten up the defence and not give it that much room. Ebsbury. Under the basket, Tolo got a hand to it, but she knocked it out of court. Ambitious. And the score is 14 to 9, and we have our first substitution of the night with 5 minutes 47 on the first quarter clock. Starting fives for the AS were Francis, Lewis, Ebsery, Martin and Tolo. For the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers, it was Milner, Glorbitz, Butler, Ashby and Grimmer. Glorbitz with the ball now outside the right-hand side perimeter, Ashby. At the top of the arc, goes back to Glorbitz. Easy jump shot from there, nails it, nothing but net. And that is also part of uh, Desiree Glorbitz's game. She's a great mover off the ball. It's running down quickly. Manu onto the court. Gets it out wide to Ebsbury outside the arc. Goes back to Manu looking to use body work under the basket. A left foot roll in off the left hand. Yeah, good just strong move to the basket. She was in nice and close. Used the body well to shield the ball. Glorbitz passes to over the top. Jordan on the court now, goes in wide to Ashby in the paint, gets it to Grimer, who along the baseline again, again. hits another. She's three from three from the field. Beautiful work from Holly Grimer, coming off a 16-10 double-double last week against Adelaide. 
Cross-court there from Taylor Francis. She received the ball in the front half as she was coming forward back into the back half and her momentum couldn't stop. And there is a timeout called here with 50... Well, the clock's just gone. There's 55 seconds remaining. 5.59 left in the game. Yeah, a good start to the Institute. Probably uh, the two points we've mentioned already, though, they really need to tighten up on Desi Glorbitz and they need to tighten up on Holly Grimer. Holly Grimer has now scored 1,000 points for the Bulleen Boomers. She needed six more coming into this game and she has now recorded that. that. Yeah. Uh, so good on Holly Grimer. 1,000 points in the WNBL for the Bulleen Boomers. Milner. Sharon Milner scores nine points tonight. She'll also have 1,000 points in the WNBL. So... 18-11 the score at the moment in favour of the Boomers over the AIS. Still early going here. Still just over five minutes remaining in the first quarter. The AIS looking to convert their second win of the season. The Boomers going for their third. Simon, some interesting stats throughout the week that have been published on the WNBL website. The AIS lead five categories. Not all positive, but they're the highest from the field percentage, 46% there. Defensive rebounds, they lead with 34. Block shots, they lead with nine. That could be attributed largely to Mariana Tolo. But on the other hand, they're the leader with the fouls on 25 and also the turnovers on 26. See, yeah. signs of a young team there? Oh, absolutely. The turnover count especially, that's just uh, inexperienced. Jordan with the ball on the left flank, dishes in wide to... McMean Rusco, who goes under the basket to Ashby, right hook, was it there? Manu, a great defensive rebound, came over the top. Got it to Esbury, who brings it down the right wing of the court. She's looking dangerous early at the top of the arc. Francis tried to provide a screen. They like to wax the ball, those two. Great one-two from Manu back to Ebsbury, who goes in for the drive and nails the shot. And that was an easy open layup there for Caddy Ray Ebsbury, so that's a, a good start for them as well. 18-13, margin five points in favour of the Boomers. Grimer goes to Jordan on the left flank just outside the perimeter. Milner goes to the baseline. Shooting up is McMean Rusco. She hit the ring, didn't convert. Ashby, a good offensive board. And they get a reset. 24 seconds on the clock. Turnover though. Francis got the pass from Milner. Knocked it out of court against Holly Grimer. There's a double substitution. Newly and Tolo on for Molly Lewis and Katie Ebsbury for the AIS. No, Ebsbury's staying on court, sorry. Milner passes to Grimer, just outside the perimeter. Looks inside to the elbow, shooting up to Ashby. She can't hit the shot. Jordan, a good offensive rebound for the Bulleen Boomers, and it's knocked out of court along the sideline, right near the baseline, and it's going to be a Boomers ball with 20 seconds on the shot clock. Jordan will take the throw in. Yeah, just coming off Mariana Tolo's ankle there. Jordan. Goes out wide to the front court. McMean Rusco with it. Ashby with the ball now. Driving hard is Milner. Goes under the basket. Manu, good defensive work. She dished it out to Grimer, who's four from four from the field. Now converts another. Once again, though, Holly Grimer, one of the best shooters in the league. Wide open. No defender within about five or six feet of her. Yep. Tolo will have to tighten up. Esbury diving hard. Martin has the ball. Back to Esbury. Outside the perimeter. Newly at the top. Jordan in pursuit of her. Martin looking inside to Tolo in the paint. She goes hard. Grimer knocked it away after the board came down. Tolo somehow got oh. the ball. Dished to Esbury. Manu under the basket. Uses the glass nicely. That's lucky stuff. Katie Esbury should have taken that shot. 20 to 15 the margin. Five points. Two minutes 55 on the first quarter clock. The Boomers lead the AIS. Round three WNBL action. Jordan to Ashby. Out wide to the baseline, McMeekin-Rusco gives it to Grimer in the paint. Back to Ashby, 
from the baseline. McMeekin Rusko lights up, can't hit it. Ooh. Offensive board was tapped to Esbury on the first break. Martin driving hard down the right lane. That's some but nice defence there from McMeekin Ashby. They didn't get the call. Knocked it away. McMeekin Rusko, sorry. McMeekin Rusko knocked it away from Martin's hand as she went to the basket. There'll be a baseline throw into the AIS. Still 20 seconds on the shot clock. Esbury always Beautiful looking to go on the transition, yeah. isn't she? That was a fantastic dish out there from her. Martin goes to Schatz, who's back onto the court for the AS. So Dean Kinsman swinging the changes early. Manu having an impact. It was a very flat hook shot from just inside the free throw line, but she hit the back of the ring and it dropped. Just turned there like, yeah, I'm going to make this one. That's beautiful. Difference back to three points. 20 playing 17. McMeekin Rusko goes to Jordan in the paint. Left hand hook shot. That was beautiful, Steph. Just a nice, easy shot there for, for Kylie Jordan. Being a smaller player, she's used to that little, you know, use the body, shield the ball. Schatz works it into the front court for the AIS. Tolo, a long way from home at the top of the perimeter, back to Schatz. Martin wants the three-point from the baseline. She just came up short on it. Offensive board on the bounce is taken by the Bulleen Boomers. That player, keen onto the court. This is to Milner in the front court. Jordan with the ball on the left flank. Looks to go inside. Now she dishes back wide. Milner with it on the baseline, right-hand side. Good pressure coming from Shat. She had a height advantage there and a bit of a reach too. Grimer back out to Milner with a three-point bomb. They've got three in the first quarter, the Boomers. There's a lot of outside shooting uh, weaponry here on this Pauline Boomers team. Great work coming off a 23-point game against the Adelaide Lightning, Sharon Milner. And she's hit another three-point one there. Tolo with the offensive board for the AS off her own shot. And she drops the basket. That was a nice uh, nice move there from Mariana uh, on Holly Grimer too and, and had the, the presence of mind to stick around and fight for the rebound. Jordan at the high post, dishes inside and a turnover there against Lil Keane. The ball slipped through her hands over the baseline. Double substitution, Tomlinson coming on and for Manu, Martin coming off and also on for the AS is Langford. So double substitution, Langford and Tom, Tomlinson into the game for the AIS. Shatz with the ball, just in the front court, looking to drive left lane, outside the perimeter though. Tomlinson up the top, dishing inside, beautiful to Shatz, who uses the glass. Great pass coming there from Emma Langford. Just a, a very, very good use of the mismatch there. I mean, Rebecca Shatz is a great-sized player, was just able to close out Sharon Milner with the body and uh, get the easy two. Grimer shoots for the three-point, oh. and she hits it. They've hit four in the first quarter. The Bulleen Boomers... Four three-pointers. Holly Grimer has one, Milner one, and Glorbert's two. Carly Jordan just picking up her first personal of the game. Just a bit of a reach-in on the dribble there. Terrific shooting. We spoke in the first time out about how the AIS lead the shooting percentage with 46 for the season. Well, the Boomers are on fire at the moment in this first quarter. Newly with the ball on the right flank outside the perimeter. Too far from home. Interesting Tolo and also... Tomlinson both on the court. Tomlinson down low, draws the foul. The basket won't count because she was found by Keane before she threw the shot up. Probably not a bad foul. I mean, she was in big trouble there, Keane. Huge mismatch size-wise. And uh, and they're not in the bonus, so get the foul and and give them an opportunity to reset their defence and uh, maybe get a better set. Schatz having a sit-down for the AIS. Ebsery back on. They're up to four fouls, the Boomers. The AIS, interesting, not yet to record one. Two seconds left on the quarter clock. Edsbury under the basket, puts it up before the buzzer, and it is a buzzer beater. They count the points. 
So the AIS going with some confidence at quarter time here at the AIS Arena. They play the Bulleen Boomers who are 28 to the AIS 23. So a five point margin at quarter time. Largely attributable to the three point shooting of the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers, Peter. Yeah, it's a huge effort. Um, I think Holly Grimer hasn't missed a shot tonight. That's a pretty huge shooting from her. Um, but once again, they're really just, uh, no, five or seven. My mistake. But um, <laughs> five or seven, that's sweet shooting every day it? of the week. They've done really, really well. 12 of 20, their uh, shooting statistics at the moment for the uh, for the Boomers. So four of four in three-point range. It's pretty awesome stuff. They just need to keep pushing that stuff forward. But, uh, you know, when... Uh, yeah, it's going to keep. It's going to be in trouble during this game if they keep giving those sort of players that much room. They did seem to just give it too much room in that first quarter. Their offensive game, the AS, was quite good, but their defensive game let them down, and that showed because the Boomers shot 28 points. That's a fairly good going in the first quarter, isn't it? But that said, you know they're shooting 60% so far. The Boomers and the Institute's only five points down, so it's a really, really good start for them. They just need to tighten up some of the defence. And, uh, you know, clearly their, their offense is working well against Pauline. Not really any, any sort of foul trouble. This match is the first of a double header here at the AIS Arena this evening in Canberra. The match following this will be the Canberra Capitals taking on Perth at 8pm. And also both clubs, all four of them in fact, will return tomorrow night. The AIS taking on Perth at 6pm and the Capitals taking on Pauline Melbourne at 8pm, here's Simon Peters with the first quarter stats. Well, both, the shoot, both teams shooting brilliantly. Uh, the AIS shooting at 66, 10 of 15. And uh, Bulleen at 60. Holly Grimer out to a great start with uh, 11 points off 5 of 7 shooting. And Desi Glorbert, she's uh, only missed the one shot. She's got two three-pointers in that as well. She's got eight points. For the Institute, Ellie Manu's got six points. Molly Lewis has five. And then you have a bunch of them on four. Chats, Ebsry and Mariana Tolo. This is going to be a game. It's looking good. All set for a start here in the second quarter between the Australian Institute of Sport, Bulleen Melbourne Boomers on AIS Basketball Network, live from the AIS Arena in Canberra. We're underway. Ebsery with the ball in the front court. Gets it to Newley. Finds inside. Tolo, terrific pass, came from Langford, and Tolo scores another two points. What's she up to for the game, Simon? Six now, and... Uh, Playing with confidence. It's good to see. Her opposing number, Grimer, shoots for the point. Oh, high bounce off the ring. Won't drop on the come down. Langford got the defensive board. Goes straight down the court. Driving hard. Dishes wide. Newly underneath the basket. Lost possession. Got it back. Tolo. Fake the jump shot. Newly. There's 14 seconds on the clock. Back to Tolo. She's outside the paint. Langford shoots for the baseline and she hits the two. That was a nice shot. Drove with the right hand just to get herself a little bit of room against Grimer. 27 playing 28. One-point ball game here in favour of the Boomers. Up the top now. It's McMeekin Rusco drives mm. and she misses. Got a hand on that shot and it knocked it well short. Great defensive work from the AIS girls there. Taking the ball on the baseline. It's Glorbitz. She's got two first quarter three-pointers. She has another opportunity here. Thought about the three-point shot. Goes inside. Dishes back out wide to Keane who shoots for the two-pointer. And a violation. It hit the back of the backboard over the top. And it'll be an AIS ball. Ebsery doing the point guard duties in this second quarter. 28 playing 27. 
She brings it up right wing, goes out wide to Langford, who's having an impact early in this second quarter. Newly outside the perimeter. Dishes wide, finds Ebsery with some time from the arc, and she hits the three-pointer. Can I believe the way both of these teams are shooting? And the AI hits the lead. 30, plays 28. We have got a ball game on our hands. Plenty of three points dropping here at the AS Arena. Early going in the second term, still eight and a half minutes remaining. And there's a foul. Yeah, Katie Ebsery just losing uh, Dan Butler there and trying to uh, just trying to slow her down and grabbing the arm. What's the first foul the AIS have uh, been picked up on this game? We mentioned earlier in the in the call they lead the league with 25 fouls a game, so that's a, a good improvement for them. Something they've obviously been working hard on with Dean Kinsman during the week. Grimer with the ball just inside the perimeter, looking to go right side. Tolo right with her though. Dishes out wide now to Keane who drives to the basket. She's fouled on the way by Tomlinson, I think it was. We'll wait for the call from the referee. Yep. It is Tomlinson in for her first personal of the night. So not too much of a concern there, but it will take Lil Keane to the line and she can try and convert two free throws. The first one is straight through the net. Good start from her. Levels at 30 points apiece. Lil Keane, can she make it two from two from the free throw? No mucking about. She hits the shot. Substitution called by Cheryl Chambers, the Bulleen Boomers coach. Ashby back on. And Keane, for all that hard work with the two free throws, straight back off the court, Simon. <laughs> uh, Cheryl's obviously running to a game plan. and uh, she'll, uh, she'll be, I'm sure, putting her back out there because Keane's been pretty good. Langford with the ball on the left flank. Ebsbury for a second three-pointer of the quarter. Can't hit that one. On the boat rebound was Glorbitz. She brings it up through the centre of the court. Criss crossover. Nice. Pulls her Tomlinson opponent. She drives hard to the basket. That was a bit too easy, Simon. Yeah, it's, well, it's one of the things that makes Desi Glorbitz uh, such a good player. She's deceptively quick. She doesn't look quick when you see her running, but she's very fast. Francis dishes to Newley hard against the baseline. It's knocked over by the Boomers, so it will be an AIS ball. Checking back into the game is Rebecca Schatz for the AAS. Tomlinson off the court. Looks like there'll be a double substitution for the AAS. Manu coming back onto the court as well. And Newley will take a sit down next to the coach, Dean Kinsman. Double substitution there for the Institute. Ebsery with the ball on the left perimeter. Goes hard inside the paint. The dish from her was wild. And it didn't give Langford an opportunity to maintain possession of the ball. No, it's just, that, it's just that inexperience again, the wild passes, and, that, and that's why they, they give away more turnovers than any other team. McMeek and Rusko, the pass was wild from her that occasion. Glorbert had it knocked out of court. This pass was at Desi's ankle, so she did a, did a good job to get her hands down there, but yeah, very difficult pass to hang on to. Francis dishes wide to Shouts. We'd like to see Kayla Francis get more involved in his second quarter. Here she is in the paint. From the pass from Ebsuri, and it rolls in. Gee, it was lucky along the baseline, but it dropped. It's an odd-looking shot, that one she's got. It's almost a push rather than a shot. It's, uh, but I guess if you're that tall, and then uh, whatever works. Standing 192 centimetres, Kayla Francis. The second, or third tallest player, rather, in the AIS lineup. Shooting up is Glorbitz with the flat show, shot from just inside the free-throw line. Can't hit it. She gets her own offensive board. Ashby now, just inside the arc. Looking to go right side, possibly. Manu, a very good stature on defence. Grimer in the paint. She is fouled by Francis on the way to the basket. The shot doesn't drop. And Kayla Francis has been called for her first personal of the night. Molly Lewis coming on for the Institute. And timeout's been called by the Boomers. Well, it's certainly been a, a great run for the, the Institute. 
Bullion have only scored four points to the AIS of nine, so that's a, a great start for this quarter for the, for the students. They'll have some uh, concerns. Their passing starting to get a little bit sloppy. Their defence is starting to get a little bit sloppy. They've picked up three quick fouls early on, so uh, I think Dean Kinsman will be just telling them to you know just keep the game plan going. Don't panic in defence because that's what they did in the first quarter. They just they they played solid D. They didn't try to panic. They didn't worry if they got beaten. They relied on each other's sort of um, catch-up defence. So you know nothing really to worry about. They're in a great position here. It's all tied up with uh, with one of the best teams in the league at the moment. So. Well, Cheryl Chambers just having a word to her troopers courtside. The coach of the Melbourne or Bulleen Melbourne Boomers, rather I should say, Dean Kinsman, going through with his. Girls, the young AIS girls, they are a young squad ranging from 16 to basically 18 years mm. of age. So they are up against it against their more experienced opponents. But the Boomers in the second quarter haven't had the open shots that they had in the first quarter and the conversion has been down as well, hasn't it, Simon? Yeah, but I'd, I'd be certain that Cheryl would be saying the same thing. You know, let's not panic here. Yeah, they got to the lead and it's all tied up at the moment, but you know, we're a team that's that's made it to the playoffs, that have been together as a core group for a long time. Uh, there's certainly enough talent and enough smarts out there to, to uh, come away with a comfortable win if they decide to put the, put the pedal down. But that being said, the Institute is standing up and they're not the team they were last year. Grimer nailed both the free throws. Now on the transition, the AS got in trouble. Manu forced it over into the front court to Newley to Ebsry. A wild pass underneath the basket yeah. and it's intercepted by... The Bulleen Melbourne Boomers. They're into the front court with the ball now. Butler to Grimer. Glorbitz throws it inside the paint. Ashby looking to go hard up against the basket. It was an awkward shot. Yeah, pretty ugly. And then Grimer went to the offensive board, threw the shot up. She was fouled by Kayla Fans for the second time this evening. And she'll go to the line after making two from two only moments ago. That's Kayla's second. It's a competition that... Um I mean, we, we said at a quarter time we'd like to see Kayla start to play her up a bit straighter and, uh, you know, get a little bit more in her face. And I guess that's going to be um, the difficult thing for Kayla because once she does get in there with an experienced player like Grimer, she's going to have to play some really slick defense to not get into foul trouble. The Boomers putting a full court press after Grimer nailed one of the two free throws. It's knocked out of court against Ebsery. They're struggling to get over halfway. 20 seconds on the shot clock. They've only got four to get it into the front court. Manu with the ball. Francis looking Ooh. tall. She tried to go too far. It went over the top. Butler intercepted. She passes to Grimer, who drives down the right lane and scores the points. This pressure of the defence of the Boomers is putting the AIS under pressure. Schatz tries to take things into her own hand, drives hard to the basket, comes off the backboard, rebounded yeah. by the Boomers, and there's a foul. Yeah, a bit of a late call on that foul, but definitely there, um, Rebecca Schatz picking it up. This is great coaching from Cheryl Chambers, because obviously, at the last time out, she instructed her players to put a full court press on, and it's made, paid dividends, because they've scored five points since that time out, the AAS haven't scored, and the Boomers are going to go to the line, because they're in the charity zone. Uh, it's a smart move, too, against a team that is inexperienced and young. Uh, uh, Bullying will get out there, they'll turn the screws up, defensively and uh, force the Institute to be playing a game they don't really want to play. Well, we saw the Capitals do it in the early stages last weekend against the AS. It paid dividend. Definitely. Talking to Cheryl Chambers before the match, she was watching that. She did watch the video of that game, so no doubt she would have learnt from that. Yeah. Butler hits the first free throw. 38 playing 32. Can she make it 
a seven-point lead to the Boomers. She can. There's a substitution. Milner back on. Butler will have a sit-down, checking out of the game. So a strong substitution there. Milner back onto the court. She's only 162 centimetres, Sharon Milner, but she's a good little player. Tolo, still in the backcourt, gets the pass. Forces it over, but it's stolen by Angel of the Boomers. She decides to hold up play and wait. She gets it to Glorbert, who goes back out to Milner. Milner in the front court. She goes left side, still outside the perimeter. Five and a half minutes remaining. Second quarter, ten on the clock. Glorbert, was she inside the three points? She was. Wide open again, though. And then she's already hit two on them. And, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a super slick move. She's just come off the screen, popped high. She's open. I mean, this is where we talk about the, the experience coming into the game. The, a lot of these bullying players have been playing together for five, six seasons now. They know their stuff. They know their offensive sets. They know that, you know, in that particular instance there, Desi's going to drive in, dish it, pop high to that post. She scored two from there already. Bullying scoring at 100% from the three-point arc this game. And uh, the, you know, the, we talked about it in the, in the other time now. AIS are starting to panic and defense is starting to go, oh, you know, we've got to panic, we've got to run to this spot, we've got to double-team this player, and, and they just need to stick to their game plan and, and not, not get too caught up in that stuff. You know, it was 32-all uh, last time out. It's gone out to 42-32 with the beginning of that full-court pressure that you mentioned. Yep. Um, and that's, that's where Bullion are going to be a handful for the tube because they've got, you know, more strings to the bow. They've got a, a whole bunch of tricks they can pull out of the bag and apply that extra pressure. Um, where these these guys at the AIS, they're really at this age too, they're running on talent. Yeah. There's not a lot of experience. Uh, it's where, you know, there's a distinct mental advantage for bullying because there are experienced players out there and it is a mental game. So Desiree Glorbert's the player of the moment at the mo- moment, the player of the match at the moment with three three-pointers. She's had a fantastic start as the AIS cop it up again. Schatz tried to work it over halfway. Glorbert intercepts, gives it to Grimer, misses the J shot from the baseline. Schatz on the transition now. She'll drive hard to the basket. She pulls up rather. Probably should have gone all the way. Newly tried to get the offensive board, but Angel pulled it down. But she's called for a travel inside the defensive key. It'll be an AIS ball on the baseline. Disappointing there. The Institute with a three-on-one break. They really should have scored there. Lewis goes to Schatz on the baseline, inside the paint, forced to pass it back out to Martin. Lewis feeds it inside to Manu, who turns around with the jump shot. It won't drop. Grimer rebounds, gets it to Milner, brings it down right wing of the court. Four minutes remaining in this second quarter. It's 42 playing 32. The Boomers lead. Glorbitz could have pulled up for another three-point. Dishes inside to the paint. Ashby was fouled on the way to the shot by Manu, and she will go to the free throw line and shoot two. And you look at the foul count in this quarter. It's reversed from the first one. It was six uh, zip in the first quarter in uh, favour of the Institute, and now it's six zip, four minutes, 40 left. Uh, Bullinger in the bonus, and AIS, I've got to say, they're starting to look rattled. They're starting to, you can see a little, you know, you can see it in the, the body language and stuff down at the offensive end. The... Um, their offensive end, you know, their, their, their set plays not really starting to, to flow as well as they were and uh, starting to get frustrated. Ashby hits both free throws, so it's 44 playing 32. Francis forced to bring it under pressure to Schatz, works it back to Francis who dishes to Langford. Now on the Tolo, beautiful pass there from Nikita Martin to Tolo under the basket and she scores two points. Just using a great mismatch there, Tolo's 
probably, you know, six to nine inches taller than Death Rake Lorbert. Milner drives hard to the right lane. Grimer from the free throw. Almost fouled when Tolo came back to earth. Glorbert for her fourth three-pointer. She's got four. There was no one within 15 feet of her then. She's already hit three. They have got to put a body on her. That is unforgivable. Schatz brings it into the front court for the AAS. Glorbert, good defensive pressure from her. Ebsbury. Milner up against her. Outside the perimeter, Ebsbury. She goes inside, Tolo, forced the mismatch against Angel. She drove to the basket and was fouled by Angel along the way. And she will go to the line for two shots. But the margin has blown out 47 to 34, the scoreline at the moment. It's a 13-point lead to the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers. Three minutes 57 on the second quarter clock as Tolo goes to the line. Six of those, you know, from uh, wide open three-point shots from Desi Glorbitz. Plus, the added pressure of the defensive uh, full-court press they're putting on is just, it's starting to hurt the shoot. Tolo shoots a pair from the free-throw line. Good work from her. Coming off a 12.9 rebound game against the Capitals last week. Glorbitz outside the right perimeter. She goes to the elbow, dishes back out. Milner will travel with the ball at the top of the perimeter. So it will be an AOS ball on the sideline, far side of the court. The shuffle of the pivot foot there from Milner. Schatz forces it back to Martin. They're deep in defence here. They need to get it into the front court. Schatz gets it back from Martin. Just gets in with two seconds to play into the front court. Ebsbury now goes back to Schatz. Passes inside to Tolo. Working hard against Grimer. Goes to the basket. Draws the foul and makes the shot. She's doing a great job. She's um, certainly in the in the offseason. I remember when she uh, Mariana Connor came in late last season yeah, and didn't really play the whole season and um, was such a, a shy and quite overwhelmed, you know, obviously overwhelmed by the experience of joining the big league, but uh, she's playing with great confidence now. She converts the three-point play, brings it back to 39-47, <laughs> three minutes 20 in the second quarter remaining. Up the top is Angel for the Boomers. Getting it wide to Glorbitz. Went through Milner's hand in that process. Glorbitz pulled up for the J from the elbow. Missed it. Francis got the rebound. Dribbles down the court. Ashby in pursuit. She gets it out wide to Martin. Ebsery. Up the top to Schatz. Francis. Along the baseline. Outside the perimeter. Goes one way. Then goes right. And she's called for a double dribble on the way. What do you think about that, Simon Peters? I didn't see it. But, um, you know, we're, we're good 50, 60 feet away from here. But um... Well, it was right under the nose yeah. of... Dean Kinsman, he didn't appear to have too much to say about it, but didn't seem to be a lot in it from this range. Grimer, working hard, but she travels as she goes to the basket. She's not happy with that call. So it's even that, one apiece. Travis Haslund's uh, referee's on, his whistle's on fire. Whistle happy at the moment. <laughs> Martin playing the point role now for the AS. Glorbitz defending her, goes to Francis on the right perimeter. Looking inside, Tolo out of position on that occasion. She goes to her anyway, gets the ball, and she's fouled. No, it's a f- no. The basket won't count to the AS, but it is a foul. Holly Grimer against Holly Grimer. So she's been called for her second personal of the evening. Not too much of a concern there, but it will be an AS side ball throw in. Shats to take it. 39-47. Ebsery has the ball at the top of the arc, goes to Nikita Martin, Schatz working hard into the paint, then the shot was blocked by Angel, it's knocked out of court. She pulled out of the (laughs) shot there and tried to pass it. It was blocked away. 
There will be a throw in from Schatz on the baseline. Schatz goes to Ebsery, shoots up for the J, can't hit it. Francis, offensive board, tried to put the shot up. She had it stripped of her by Milner, though. Good work from the small defender there. She gets into the front court with ease as well. The AIS not pressuring when they're bringing the ball up, the Boomers at the moment. Keen with the ball, gets it to Angel. A few more of the inexperienced players on the court for the Boomers at the moment. Ashby. Just outside the key. Works her way in now against Tolo. Great defensive work from Mariana. It's knocked out of court against Angel by Ebsery. And the shot clock has shot run clock. out of yeah. time. So yeah. 24 seconds had elapsed. It'll be an AIS ball. Coach team is not convinced that uh, the shot clock stopped when the ball went out of bounds. But uh, anyway, it's the AIS with the ball. Shots with it in the defensive court. Goes to Ebsery. 39 to 47, they trail the AIS. 1 minute 47 on the second quarter clock. Tolo at the top of the perimeter. Back to Ebsery. They love to wax those two. Pulls up from just outside the free throw line and hits it. Very good. And they're doing a great job of working themselves back into this game. Deficit back to six points. Taking things into their own hands. Glorwitz dishes back out, forced to retreat. Great defensive work there from the AIS. They boxed her out. Milner at the top from the elbow. Shoots the two points. Misses. They're not getting the same percentage. Clever tap from Ezra to Schatz on the transition. Schatz gets it out wide to Langford. From the baseline, hits the two-pointer. We have got our ball game. Four points to margin. Nice crawl back. They're getting back into this game now. Only four points to margin. Angel with the ball. Top of the right perimeter. Gee, Glorbitz and Schatz. Bit of heavy work off the ball just outside the key there. Glorbitz now has mm. some time at the three-point arc. Could have gone for it. She drives to the basket. It's blocked by Tolo. Langford on the transition basketball. Wants to go against Milner. Almost an offensive foul. Throws up the wild shot. It's knocked by Angel out of court. It'll be an AIS ball on the baseline. Was Milner in position there to be called? or oh, I think that's a fair no call. Okay, good call. Langford with the ball on... The AIS baseline. 18 seconds on the shot. Gets it out wide to Schatz, who goes to Tolo. She's double teamed. Gets it back out to Ebsery. Thought about the three-pointer. Works her way under the basket. She hit the side of the backboard. Not a good shot. Milner on the transition for the Boomers. Goes inside now. Right lane. Keane draws the foul on the way to the basket. Kayla Francis has gone down, uh, down under her offensive basket. She's just getting herself up now. Referee's done the right thing and stopped the game. There was a foul down here, but... Um, she's to her feet. She's being assisted by the doctor. She hobbles off the court. Does it look like an ankle to you, Simon? I didn't see it go down. I mean, she's walking on it, so... Um, uh, apparently, we're getting uh, some advice here that she copped a, a cheap shot to the... to the Elbow. Elbow or something, but okay. Meanwhile, Keane at the line misses the first three throw for the Boomers. Let's hope Kayla Francis is okay. We'll update you on that one at halftime. Second shot was missed by Keane, so she missed both the free throws. It was knocked out of court. It looked to be off Manu, but the refs called it as if it was knocked out by the Boomers. <coughs> Ebsery with the ball in the defensive court. Goes back to Langford. Wild pass to Schatz. It's knocked out of court by Angel. It'll be an AIS ball in the front court. 21 seconds left. 47. 20 on the shot clock, so only the one, se- one second differential. 47-43. Can they reduce the margin further, the AS? It got out to 13 points in the second quarter. Schatz, top right perimeter, Tolo. We're down to nine on the clock. Ebsbury 
Goes inside to Manu, worked her way under the basket. She threw up a wild shot. Offensive board now comes to Langford. Not long on the clock, one mm. second. Shat's missed it. There's a foul called under the AIS basket. No, shot clock, but it should have reset. There's 1.5 seconds remaining on the quarter clock. So it was a shot clock violation, was it? Uh, he's got an argument there because one of those shots definitely hit the ring. It did. Should have been a reset. So here comes Glorbert. She'll throw up the half-court shot. She's made four three-pointers. She made a fair fist of the half-pointer as well. That would have been amazing if she made that. At half-time here at the AIS Arena in WNBL Round 3 action, it is the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers 47, leading the Australian Institute of Sport 43. Both teams making their way into the dugout in the change rooms. Kayla Francis appears to be walking okay. That's good news. Kinsman having a word to the resetters of the shot clock, but to no avail. And it's half time, four points to margin. Simon, what have you made of the first half? Well, it was looking there definitely like the uh, Pauline Boomers had thrown it up a gear and, and were starting to pull away nicely from the Institute, but uh, we saw the momentum swing back equally as, as, as viciously in, in the favour of the AIS. And, uh, Katie Entry's, um she's having a good game. She's thrown away a couple of passes, but, I mean, she is a young guard learning the craft in the in the toughest comp in the land. She's not scared to throw those risky exactly, passes. Yeah. Sometimes they come off beautifully under the basket. Other times, it's turnovers. I remember I remember a young player in her first and, and second seasons copping a lot of flack at the AIS for, for her turnover count and for being a little ambitious on the pass, and that was Kristen Beal. I don't think too many people complain about the way she passes now. So, uh, you know, Katie Esri passes a, a, I wouldn't say she's even close to Vili in that respect, but, but still, you know, has the confidence and, and wants to take that opportunity. But, uh, you know, she's getting it done defensively. She's got nine points offensively. Um, she's having a good game. Rebecca Schatz, I think, is playing well. She's not, you know, not scoring a lot of points, but she's one of those players that will change shots. She's a good size. She, um, yeah, she is a good a, size. A good presence defensively creates, uh, you know, changes in the defence offensively, even if she's in scoring. So, a lot of good signs. Um, Desiree Glorbert's, I think, maybe got a bit tired. She's pretty much been on the entire game. Uh, she's a little bit tired toward the end of that past quarter. But, uh, and Holly Grimer coming off early with her second foul. But, um, yeah, I mean, That's it's, something it's, it's a good coach, game. Both coaches are going to have to monitor court time tonight Definitely. because it is a double-header weekend. They're both backing up tomorrow night. Absolutely. We'll take a break here at halftime on the AIS Basketball Network. It is the Boomers leading the AIS 47-43. John Keogh and Simon Peters will be back with all the third-quarter action as well as the stats from the first half in just a few moments. Welcome back to the WNBL match between the Australian Institute of Sport and Bulleen Melbourne Boomers. It is halftime here a 47-43 lead in favour of the Boomers. Simon Peters has got the first half stats sitting alongside him. You're listening to the AIS Basketball Network on Sport Radio, www.sportradio.com.au. Well, the two big stars are certainly shining off this stat sheet for the Bulleen Boomers. Desiree Glorbitz with uh, 16 points. Holly Grimer with 16 points. It's funny, you look at Holly Grimer's game and you think, yeah, you know, she hit those first six points pretty early, but... From then on, really didn't seem to have much of an impact, but uh, clearly she has. 16 points is not a bad uh, haul at halftime. Interesting, though. It's only those two players doing the damage for the Boomers. Yeah, and uh, scoring-wise, definitely. Um, Deanne Butler, who uh, didn't come out in that second quarter, I don't think. I don't know what was going on there. She had um, 
Oh no, she did. She was out there briefly, but she didn't get many minutes. Limited minutes. I don't know if she's carrying injury or something, but uh, certainly she's playing less minutes than she normally would. For the Institute, Mariana Tolo, that girl, she's got uh, 13 points, 5 of 7 shooting. Perfect from the line. Can she back it up in the second half? Last week she had 12 in the first half, didn't score after half time. She needs to back it up and get into the 20s if the AIS are going to have a chance tonight, you think? Definitely. But she's being uh, helped out nicely. We mentioned Katie Ebsbury before the break. Ellie Manu with six points and uh, Molly Lewis with five. So the Institute, one stat that we'd be keeping Dean Kinson very, very happy is uh, only 11 turnovers so far for the game. The Boomers resorting back to their starting five of Milner, Glorbitz, Butler, Ashby and Grimmer. The starting five for the AIS, Schatz. Out there with her, Martin, Tolo, Francis and Ebsbury. We're underway in the third quarter here. The Boomers lead by four points. Butler feeds it inside to Ashby who tries to go off the glass and it rolls in for the first points of the third quarter. Full court press coming from Butler. Ebsery hands it off to Francis who makes it into the front court. She pulls off there. Gets it wide to Martin who's on the right perimeter. Too far from home though. Francis up the top to Schatz who looks low. Looking to feed inside but Tolo completely out of position. Francis in the paint. Bounce pass to Ebsery under the basket. Gets the offensive rebound from her shot. There'll be a reset of 24 seconds. She managed to regather the ball. Was a bit of a scare there for one moment. Francis up the top, gives it back out wide. Martin with the ball. Up the top. Schatz drives, but she has it turned over by Butler. Butler dishes to Ashby on the transition. Milner looking to go hard to the basket. Pulls up now. Grimer with the two-pointer, and she slots it for her 18th point of the night. Yeah, just, just going through the motions, really, and uh, that's all she needs to do at the moment. It's a great start for her. Ebsery. Up the top, gives it to Martin. Really good defence coming from Glorbitz at the moment. Schatz finds a screen and gets some room at the top of the arc. She goes left side. Force now could be holding the ball almost for the three seconds she wasn't. If that is a rule, Simon, you'll have to inform me on that one. I might have just made that <laughs> one up. And the 24-second shot clock has elapsed against the AIS. Good head from Carla Francis. She knew the clock was about to expire and she just grabbed it and sort of hoiked it over her right shoulder and back to the basket. So, uh, Simon, how long are you allowed to hold the ball for? Five seconds. Five seconds without dribbling it. Is that the rule? Yeah, it's sort it's of open a, open a bit to interpretation as well, I think. At the top, Milner. Glorbitz thought about a long bomb from downtown. She dished to Ashby, who's at the elbow and hits the two-pointer on the left elbow. Good start here from the Boomers. Ashby's been pretty impressive. She's only, uh, scoring-wise, for the game... Uh, that's only a fifth and six points, but um, she's been pretty good for them. Tolo under the basket, receives from Francis and drops the basket. She's up to 15 points for the evening. Great work from Mariana Tolo. She is the highest scorer for the AIS on the court. Grimer has 18, the leading scorer on the court. Milner drives all the way. Francis, offensive board, taps it to Schatz, who gets it. She brings it up the right wing. Drives hard all the way. Standing in position under the basket was Glorbitz, and she draws the foul. That's an offensive foul against Schatz. Glorbitz is down. She's wincing and holding her stomach area. Let's hope she's okay, but Schatz just went hard to the line, and Glorbitz held her ground. Mm. She's a tough competitor, Desi Glorbitz. She'll... Uh I'll tell you what, if, uh, if she's staying down that long, it must be hurting. She's a tough character. Slowly getting up now. Teammates just helping her up. Another tough character there in, in uh, Deanna Butler. Well, Shat's decided <coughs> to take things into her own hands and drive all the way from mid-court. Glorbitz... Just holding the chest there. Probably got the wind knocked out of her, I'd say. She's, she's staying on court, though. Yeah. 
it's good to see. Now she's being subbed out of the game because there was a sub already on the court, so they almost got called for six players <laughs> on court there, Simon. It's like the 19th man in the AFL. You don't want that. You don't well, want... no, there wasn't There wasn't the six players. I don't know what, why they decided. Maybe just because they called it, yeah. Jordan's onto the court. Glorbert's off the court. Ashby with the ball. Have Mil- a bit of a breather. Milner will bring it up for the Boomers. So we're back into resumption of play now. At the top of the arc is Butler looking to Ashby at the top of the perimeter also. Jordan now with the ball. She goes left lane, dribbles around, didn't have the shot. Grimer underneath the basket, kept it in court fortuitously. Three seconds on the shot. She pulls up for the three-point bomb. Can't Almost nail dropped it. it too. Tolo gets the rebound on the bounce. Ebsery playing the point guard position in the third quarter. Seven minutes, ten seconds on this third quarter clock. 45 to 53 in favour of the Boomers. Francis to Tolo at the top of the arc, newly outside the three-point also, down to eight on the shot. Ebsery from inside the three-point arc on the baseline, can't hit the shot. Clever tap from Grimer, got it to Butler who brings it up hard, dribbling all the way. Tolo stands her ground and she fouls Ashby on her way to the basket who will go to the line for two shots. Yeah, Mariana Tolo a bit indecisive there whether Butler was going to pass or not and uh, it was a a good late pass from Deanna Butler and and, uh, Ashby beat Tolo on the first step and she really had no choice but to foul her. That's her third personal. At the line is Ashby. Knocks down the first of the free throws. Yeah, she's been quite good, Carrie Ashby. She's doing very... Karen Ashby, sorry. Been solid for them. Knocks down the second free throw, so that brings their points now up to 10. Which is 100% from the free throw line coming into the night. That remains... Martin from the baseline, can't hit the shot. Francis, offensive ball over the top of Ashby, inside the key, gets it back out wide to Martin, who's outside the perimeter. Ebsery, they work it through hands. Francis with a three-point shot, hits it. That looked sweet off the hand, didn't it? She's a great three-point shooter. I remember a game at the Institute last year, I think she hit five. Gee. Five three-pointers in the game. Stand by for that. Ashby now. Francis... Guarding her, Ashby forced the shot, almost a foul on Francis, who has the ball on the transition now for the AS, gets it into the front court, wants to go to Muley with the bounce pass, and she does. Mia Newley feeds it inside, there's a travel called on Martin. Yeah, Nikita Martin there just uh, had to try to take that extra step to reel in that pass, and uh, a little bit of a shuffle there. That's unfortunate, so 55 playing 48. Seven points the lead the Boomers hold. They led 47 to 43 at halftime. There's still five minutes 55 remaining in this third quarter. Jordan with the ball outside the right perimeter. Bounce pass to Milner. Works her way into the key, drives to the basket, misses the shot. Francis with the rebound. Gets it to Newley. Jordan in pursuit of her. With the ball now, Langford. Dishes back out to. Ebsery at the top of the arc, uses her body, foul called against Milner. Ebsery really rode into that one. And it is a foul on Mia Newley. Sorry, Sharon Milner. That is her first personal of the night. Not too much of a concern. Newley to Ebsery. Up the top is Langford. Pass was awkward for Newley. She maintained possession, then called for a travel as she looked to turn to the basket. Yeah, she... uh Struggled with the pass to begin with and, and dropped it and then regained it. And, uh, a bit similar to the, uh, the one over here from Martin. Milner being unpressured as she brings the ball up the court. She set a screen by Grimer. 
Makes her way to the left perimeter. Bounce pass to Ashby, who's inside the low post. Could right be. hook shot. Just pulled up short on that one. Francis, another rebound. She's doing well. Forced onto her left hand on the dribble, and she doubles dribble. She pulled up, stopped, and then had no option to pass through, so she resumed dribbling. Can't do that, Simon. No, just, you know, the rookie mistakes starting to sneak in here for the, the Institute. Still not in trouble, only seven down. They've just got to settle down. Dean Kinsman will be well aware of that. Butler with the ball at the top of perimeter. Milner fakes the three-point shot against Langford. Jordan doesn't fake the shot. She tries to shoot up from the baseline, miss. Butler oh, on the great. offensive board, worked underneath and scores the two. Yeah, just strong move from Deanna Butler and works the reverse off the glass. Easy two points. Ebsery, Newley, at the top of the perimeter. She has the three-point bomb Ooh. and hits it, nothing but net. Well, she's the younger sister of uh, NBL, <laughs> soon becoming NBL superstar Brad Newley, and he can shoot the lights out, that's for sure. Butler feeds inside to Ashby, who's on the elbow, back out to Jordan. Outside the three-point arc, Milner drives hard inside the basket. She's oh, done nice. very well there for a nice girl. Drops it off the glass. Put the, put the shot up through about two sets of arms there too. She stopped, prop, thought about it. Ebsery works at the Tolo at the top. Now on the left perimeter. Sets a screen by Francis. Goes back to Francis Ooh. under and Francis goes down, falls over. Yeah. Down of court. She's not having a good game, is she? No, she's doing okay. She's not uh, not being as dominant as normal, but she's doing some fantastic things with the defensive end. I'm really liking her defense on a couple of those uh, post plays through Ashby. And uh, she's been able to pretty much shut her down at that end. So Just lacking confidence, perhaps, on the attack. But Newley's back into the game now. It is Manu for Francis. Up the top, Milner gets it to Butler on the baseline, pulls up now, works oh. her way in. Gee, that was a sweet jump. A move from the baseline, closer to the elbow, and hit the J. Talking about confidence, Dan. Butler is not lacking any. Ebsery works it into the front court. Langford goes back to Ebsery. Great transition there. Wasn't effective, though. Ebsery missed the shot. Probably could have done better off the glass. Milner, quick transition there. Ashby at the top. Grimer will pull up for the two. Her toe was on the line, according oh. to the referee. Milner somehow gets the offensive board. The shortest player on the court, standing 162 centimetres. Just right place at the right time there. She chased it down very well. Ebsery pressuring her hard as Milner drives Ooh. to the basket, draws the foul. Almost gets the basket too. She'll go to the line for two shots. Ebsery is being called for a second personal of the night. And a timeout is being called by Dean Kinsman, the coach of the Australian Institute of Sport. They trail 51-61. to 61. Midway through this third quarter. Simon, what do the AOs have to do to get back into this game? Well, they need to tidy up their D a little bit. They're, they're continuing with some of that. Uh, we saw early in the second quarter, they had that panic defense where they're like running around and not looking very organized at all. But uh, they just need to tighten that up. Dean Kinson's been quite animated. He's not happy about, about some of the stuff going on down there. But, um, yeah, I'd be... I talked about it earlier. I'd, I'd be leaving Kayla Francis out there. She's a good deterrent. She's a great size. Um, unless she copped a little bit of an injury with that fall down there, she just brushed ankles and there was no foul in it. She just got hooked up with Ashby down there and went down under the basket. But um, keep her out there. She's doing a good job. Get Katie Ebsery to, to tighten up on the ball. I'd be putting maybe Nikita Martin's been doing a good job defensively for them. Get her back out on the floor. Shatsy as well. Make sure you stay tuned to sportradio.com.au because coming up 
after this match. It is the Canberra Capitals taking on the Perth Lynx, a match that promises much. The Capitals trying to string another win on the board. They've had a promising start to the season, undefeated as they go into that match. Craig Gravel will bring all the action with that match. And will it be Michelle Peters or Simon Peters sitting in for that call, Simon? I think it'll be Michelle, I'm afraid. So Simon Peters Depends here... if Craig the, wants me or not, I know. Simon Peters here at the moment, <laughs> calling the AIS and Boomers. Newly misses both free throws, so a let off there for the AIS. Ebsery playing the point guard role. She's running the floor at the moment. 2 minutes 57 on this third quarter clock. They'd like to reduce this 10-point deficit to around 6 or 7, the AIS, to give them some hope in the final quarter. Shot from Ebsery draws the foul. Yeah, just a little bump there from uh, from Sharon Milner on the drive. I'll be looking to, uh, to to extend their stranglehold too. I'd, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bulleen go back into that full-court press. They, they were very, very successful with early in that second quarter. It was so successful. I'm, sh- I'm surprised Cheryl Chambers hasn't employed that more in this third term. As Manu goes to the basket, draws a foul. Ashby with the foul. Ashby, that's her first personal of the night. Not a concern for the Boomers. Manu will go to the line. She's 75% from the three-throw line entering this match for season 06-07. Can she improve that strike rate? First one goes in. They are a good free-throw team, the AS. They tend to practice it quite a bit. They've got that uh, fantastic facility... That uh, is only 100 metres away from where they live. So. She makes the second. So two from two there from Manu. Desiree Glorbert's coming back on for the Boomers, as well as Kate McMeekin-Rusco. Milner running the floor now for the Boomers. Down the left wing. Ebsbury defending her. Gets a screen from Ashby. She goes all the way, Milner, oh. and flicks it in. Oh, that was beautiful work. Sharon Milner, that's her, uh, that'll be points number. Where Newly with the ball, outside the right perimeter, Ebsbury. Lewis, had time for a three-point shot. Newly does now, shoots off from long range. That's a great shot from me and Newly. Big shot too, keeps him in touch. Back to seven points now, the lead. Fantastic work from me and Newly. It's her first three-pointer of the night. With the ball now is Glorlitz. She's gone out of the game somewhat because she was forced off the court with an injury. Grimer inside the paint, works hard off the glass and it drops. She is back into the 20-point mark region now. Holly Grimer, she's having a terrific game, backing up from her double-double last week. The pass from Ebsbury is wild and Lewis can't catch it. It's out of court. That'll be a boomer's ball. Yeah, the stuff's starting to sneak in a little more frequently now for the issue. Taylor Francis running up to the bench to get subs and she's called immediately on. That's a good positive move for the Institute and uh, Emma Langford coming on as well. So double substitution there for the AIS. Can they reduce this margin? One minute 44 remaining on the third quarter clock. 65 to 56 in favour of the Boomers. McMeek and Rusko at the top of the arc. Gives it to Glorbitz. Ashby working hard. She's just inside the perimeter. Dishes. It's knocked out of court by me and Newley of the AAS. It'll be a boomer's ball on the baseline. 11 seconds remaining on the shot clock. Yeah, good hustle from Newley there. Just knew she wasn't going to probably uh, reel that pass in, but got the long arms. Just tap it away. Give her teammates a chance to set up their defense. Glorbitz 
Gives it to Milner of all Ooh. the players. You wouldn't have thought she'd give it to her close to the basket because she is the shortest. Drive to the basket, drew the foul. This is where she starts to do a bit of damage because she's relentlessly quick all game, Sharon Milner. She's got um, fantastic athleticism and fitness. And, uh, you know, when the, when the team starts to get tired, she's out there against a lot of girls bigger than her, but they have bigger bodies. They're getting more tired. They're younger and... and more inexperienced, she can just slash to the basket like she, we've seen her do, really start to open up that kind of game for her in the last five minutes. Made the first three throw, didn't make the second though, there's going to be a reset on the free throw there, yeah. what's the rule there Simon? Line violation from one of the uh, AIS girls, just jumped into the key way before, before they were supposed to. So, so if the shot dropped it wouldn't have counted either, is that correct? No, if the shot drops they, then they'd, they'd play the advantage. Right, okay, sure. Coming back for the Boomers down the court is McMeek and Rusko. Milner now, just in the front court. Ebsery is fouling her for a second personal of the night. Not happy with the call there, Caddy Ebsery, but nonetheless, she's subbed out of the game by Coach Kinsman. Coming back in is Nikita Martin. She hit nine points last week. The former South Australian now suiting up for the AIS this season. In the charity zone here, the Bulleen Boomers, the AS, are over their five foul limit for this third quarter. One minute 12 remaining on the third quarter clock. And Milner makes no mistake with the first three throw. She hits this one. It's a thousand points in the WNBL for Sharon Milner. Simon Peters has called oh, it. He's put the moz on her. Offensive forward the... came from McMeek and Rusko, though. <laughs> Milner gets another chance. Passes to Glorbert at the top of the perimeter. McMeek and Rusko lights up. She got only the backboard, no net. But Milner somehow got the offensive board to Grimer. Back to Milner. This could be 1,000. She dishes to Glorbert for another three-pointer. Can't hit that one. Francis, great rebound. Really had to stretch for it. Lewis brings it back down the court. Bounce pass to Newley. 18 seconds on the shot. Francis, baseline jump shot, missed. And it's knocked to the advantage of Milner, who gets the offensive board. On the transition, on the break, Ooh. is Keane, who misses the lay-in. Offensive board came from McMeek and Rusko. They get a fresh 24 seconds on the clock, though, the Boomers. They lead 67 to 56. 26 seconds remaining in the quarter. 12 on the shot clock. Glorbitz pulls up for an unconventional jump shot. Francis, a great rebound. Dishes to Newley, making her way down the right wing. Pass to Langford. Langford at the top of the arc. She goes back to Lewis Newley. Great shot here from almost Francis. She dropped it. It was a bit flat though. Milner pushing the clock. One second left on it. And there's a foul call right before three-quarter time with 0.2 of a second. That could be costly for the AS because it will take Milner to the line. Yeah, that's going to... Uh, they didn't need... I don't think they need to foul it early either. You know, put her under pressure, make her have to, to get down there and score the basket. But instead they give her the bailout. And she still can't convert the thousandth point. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Let's see. There's only 0.2 of a second on the clock here in the third quarter. Milner for the second free throw. There it is. Hits it. She's out to a thousand points. And there is the three-quarter time buzzer at the AIS Arena. It is a handsome lead, 68 to 56, in favour of the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers over the Australian Institute of Sport. It was 47 to 43 at halftime, so they have extended that four-point margin at halftime to a 12-point margin at three-quarter time. 
can the AIS get themselves back into this match, Simon, as you look onto the laptop, looking at some of the three-quarter time stats as they update on the internet, it's going to take a big effort from Dean Kinsman and his players in this final quarter. Yeah, one, one area that's, um, that's really helping out the, uh, the bullying boomers is they're getting to the free-throw line a lot more. They've been in the line 20 times tonight compared to only seven for the AIS, and the, even though the AIS is shooting at a, at a higher percentage, uh, shot percentage-wise, they're uh, they're getting more points through the free throw line, and they're they're shooting them at a great click. But um, yeah, if, uh, if the AIS are going to get back into it, they're going to have to do it early. And uh, you know, we talked earlier about that uh, full court defensive pressure from Bulleen. I'd be doing that if I was Cheryl Chambers. I'd be going out and going, okay, girls, we're gonna we're gonna try to squash them hard off the off the first uh, pass. The AAS, no doubt, they did seem to lose their way somewhat in that third quarter, didn't they? So we get the official stats off the statisticians bench here at the AOS Arena. Simon Peters will be good enough to run us through those in just a second. Yeah, but the AAS did lose their way. They need to get firing early in this fourth quarter, Simon. It's going to take a big effort. Players not far away from a stat. So, Simon, what are the three-quarter time stats? Well, just going through the scorers again. Mariana Tolo broke the hoodoo from last week. She's got one extra point. So far in the quarter, but as as with last week, um, a lot quieter than uh, in her first half. Do you think that's a, a tiring thing, or is it just coincidence? Perhaps it is. You know, she's a, she's a big girl. The the energy sometimes isn't there with some of the bigger girls. So maybe it's a, a matter of her getting a bit more tired. Nine turnovers in that quarter for the AIS. So that's a little unfortunate. They'll be pushing. Uh, up to that uh, 26 turnover average. They only need to get uh, six more in this quarter, which is... Uh, There's a full court press, chances it will be. Definitely, yeah. Um, looking, at, looking at the... Uh, well, there you go. There's a, a bit of a glaring stat related to those turnovers. You look at the points off turnovers. The AIS have nine points off turnovers. Bullion have 23. Gee. So they're really taking advantage of, of that opportunity and and making the Institute pay when they do turn the ball over. Just as out set for a start in the final quarter, Francis Ebsery, Lewis Tolo and Martin starting for the AIS in this final quarter. Lewis at the top of the arc, forced to dish it back out to Ebsery. 14 seconds still on the shot. Martin with it now, feeds Francis inside. Going hard, she dishes mm. back to Newley, pulls up for a long two-point shot. She can't hit that, it was Lewis. Missed the shot under the basket is Keane. She bounce passes it to Glorbitz on the transition. Grimer thought about going all the way, releases it back out to her teammate. With the ball now is McMeekin Rusko. She pulls up inside the arc, gets it to Keane. Back to McMeekin Rusko. Milner outside the arc, fakes the three-point shot against Martin. The third fake, she went on at that time. Tolo, good rebound from her. All over. Lewis will bring the ball up. She passes to Ebsery, to Francis. Outside the arc. Martin working her way under the basket. Jump shot. Pulls up short. Didn't have enough legs on it. Grimer with the rebound. She brings it down the court, Holly Grimer. Bounce pass to McMeekin Rusko. Back to Milner. She's on the right flank outside the perimeter. Dribbles. Goes to the elbow. Thinks about the shot. Almost fouled by Ebsery. Wasn't called. Ebsery almost gets the offensive board. It's knocked out of court. By Lil Keen of the Boomers, it'll be an AIS ball on the defensive baseline. Well, the AIS are going to get, get a wriggle on. No score so far in the game since three-quarter time. They need to, uh, they're doing a good job defensively, obviously, but they, they'll need to start putting some points in the basket if they're going to uh, 
get back into this game. Kylie Jordan checking into the game, replacing Sharon Milner for the Boomers. Full court press coming from the Boomers. Ebsery with the ball, makes it over into the front court. 16 seconds now on the shot. She's on the right arc to Francis. Martin with the ball, forces to the right. Tolo on the free throw line, dribbles. Manages to regather possession after she lost it for a second. Ebsery slips. Did she travel on her way to the basket? No. I think she did. She scored uh, off the glass. wasn't called, so the points are good. Glorbitz on the quick rebound here for the Wolleyne Melbourne Boomers. Calls play number two, whatever that may mean. That'll mean something to the Boomers and coach Cheryl Chambers. Probably not a lot to the AIS girls. Glorbitz gets the ball back from Jordan. She goes left lane, drives. Tolo got a hand to it. She got the rebound, forced out of it by Keane. It rolled to Francis, who gets the pass off to Esbury of the AIS. Great work there from Jordan. Defensive pressure, Martin now. Passes, dishes to Lewis, who pulls up at the elbow. Could have had the shot, Francis. Underneath to Tolo. She uses the backboard, but didn't use it effectively. Maybe not enough, in fact, just all ring. She's right under the basket. It's a difficult spot to score from. Glorbitz retreats back outside her own three-point line. Dribbling on the right hand. McMeekin Rusco, left side. Dishes to Keane, to Jordan. Looks inside to McMeekin Rusco. Elects not to go there. McMeekin Rusco now on the baseline. Two-point shot. She hits it. 70 playing, 58. Sign dominance here for the AIS. Need to uh, get the scores on the board very, very quickly. Martin with the ball. Looking to dish inside to Tolo. It was an awkward bounce Not pass. Not going to get it done. Keane applied some great pressure. Glorbitz. Jordan for the three-point shot. She hits it. Wow. And there is a timeout called by Dean Kinsman of the AIS with six minutes 50 remaining on the final quarter clock. But it's a 15-point lead to the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers. 73-58. to 58. And the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers, they have had at least four play, uh, players score three points tonight. I've got Grimer, Jordan, Glorbitz and Milner, Simon. So they're shooting it hot from the arc. Yep, seven from 11 from the three-point arc for the Boomers. Um, just before the timeout was called, Dean Kinsman looking to uh, insert Elise Ironmonger into the game for the first time tonight, which is an interesting move. Um, you know, given that she hasn't been out there at all tonight and then... Uh, Pretty much throw her in the deep end when you're, what are you down by 15 now? Um, no, I guess it is the idea of the program to make sure the girls are getting a bit of court time. You, you've got to weigh that up against putting your best team out there. How do you go about that when you're a coach looking to develop a young side? Well, that's why I'm questioning the move now. I mean, if you're looking to play, give players minutes and uh, you know get them in at all points in the game, get them in early, not uh, you know pulling them into the first. Well, how, many, how long's left? About seven and a half minutes of this yeah. last quarter. I suppose Bulleen aren't the sort of side who Ironmonger matches up against particularly well because they are a smaller, faster side and she's probably one of the bigger, more slower players One of my the points, AIS. yeah. yeah. I, I just can't see that she will be super effective. Cheryl Chambers resting uh, Deanne Butler, Sharon Milner and Holly Grimer on the bench. So she's looking to come home with a wet sail. That is a fair bench, but the AAS have to make the most of that. Martin with the ball on the left arc. Dishes to Ebsery. Shats. Francis in the corner, makes her way to the elbow with the dribble. Schatz thought about the jumper on the baseline. Six seconds on the shot. Underneath is Ironmonger. She scores the two points just onto the court. She turns around and says, shut up, Simon. Here's two points. Give me more, says Simon. <laughs> Glorbitz on oh, the left-hand dribble. McMeekin-Rusco. 
No big one to go into. Ashby's the only semi-tall player on the court at the moment for the Boomers. Kayla Francis is winning that contest too. She's, uh, you know, we mentioned it earlier, she doesn't have a lot of points, Kayla, for this game. I think she's only got five so far. Keen pulls out for the jump line baser. Or is it a baseline jumper, I think you'll call it, Simon? That's the one. Two points. Francis dribbles the ball down the court on the right hand. It was turned over, though, against Martin. Good play there from McMeek and Rusco. Then Ebsery intercepts as she made her way to the basket. Pulls up in the back court. Passes into the front court to Schatz, who goes back with the bounce pass to Ebsery. 75 playing 60. 5 minutes 45 on the clock. Ebsery thought about pulling up for the three, then... Just a little side disc to Schatz, who goes to the foul line. Back to Ebsery. They're waxing those two. Ebsery goes to the key along the baseline. Missed everything. Two seconds on the clock. Francis threw up a wild one. Missed. Keen on the transition. Goes hard against Schatz, who stood her ground under the basket. Ashby gets the offensive board. Nice Martin trip. got the block. She stripped it off her. Goes to Francis on the transition. Lays nice. it in down the left lane. Attribute that one to Martin. Francis scored the basket. Great work, though. Yeah, that was a really nice contest down there, and Martin just using her body. No foul there, just both of them battling for the ball, and she had better position. Glorbitz in the front court on the right-hand dribble. Schatz pressing her, bounces to Ashby under the basket. She scores the two points for the Boomers. Got to really start eating into this in a big way and getting it done at both ends of the floor, the AO. Margin, 15 points, 4 minutes 47 remaining. Martin, she slipped and consequently travelled as she yeah. made her way along the baseline to the basket. Ooh, there is a quadruple substitution for the Australian Institute of Sport. Emma Langford, Mariana Tolo, uh, Ellie Manu, and we've also got Mia Newley coming on. So, well, yeah. The experiment, obviously, that Dean Kinsman was running at that quarter time, uh, at that timeout is not working, and he's put the guns back on. Off the court for the AS were Francis, Ironmonger, Ebsery and Martin. Pulling up is Jordan for the three points. She couldn't hit her second of the night. Keane got the offensive board. Back out to McMeek and Rusko. Keane on the right-hand perimeter. Dishes it nicely to Glorbitz who hits the two-point shot and converts another. She's a competitor, Desi Glorbitz. That was a tough shot. She's been excellent tonight. Three three-pointers to her name and numerous points. Newly has some time. Dishes to Tolo. She's in the paint. Low post. Back out to Manu, using her body against Keane. Newly the three-board, pulled up short, didn't have enough on it. Glorbert's got the offensive board, runs down the right wing of the ball, right-hand dribble, going all the way. It's blocked by Tolo. Get that out of here. It's out of court. Great work for Mariana Tolo. She is so good in that defensive position. Well, that that uh, certainly that block made all the easier by the, the pressure of her teammates too, really forcing... Uh, forcing Desi Glorbert into that lane where she really had no opportunity except to try to blow past Tolo and uh, giving away about six or nine inches there. So that's a, a nice opportunity and uh, Mariana should thank her mates for that block on the stat sheet. Margin out to 17 points, 79 playing 62. We do have a timeout here in the final quarter. Bulleen lead the Australian Institute of Sport. Bulleen looking to go three wins and just the one loss after four matches. The AAS, well, they're going to be one win and two losses. You get the feeling after three matches. Both these teams will be back in action tomorrow night at the AAS Arena. The AAS will be taking on the Perth Lynx, who take on the Capitals after this match. And the Bulleen Boomers, they face off against the Canberra Capitals. 
at 8pm. So a big double header of WNBL action on Sport Radio tomorrow night as well. Two great games. I think they'll both be very close games. So uh, if you're listening and you're going to head out here tomorrow night, uh, at Saturday night, then uh, I'd strongly advise it. Cara Angel is coming onto the court for the Boomers. Now, she's only an 18-year-old in year 12, Simon, so she's pretty young. She's not that dissimilar to these AIS girls. No, great opportunity for her to play in the top league in the country. McMeekin Rusko goes to Keane, who just pulls up with a long three-pointer. It was short. Manu got the rebound, dishes to Schatz, who dribbles left side on the court. Had it stripped of her, though. Jordan tries to fight for the foot for the basketball. McMeekin Rusko gets it on her left hand, goes down the left wing, dishes to Jordan, who goes hard on the baseline. Manu made good position for the defensive post. Dishing now, Angel pulls up for the two, can't hit it. Newly got a hand on the rebound. But the Boomers come out with the ball, and they get a fresh 24 seconds on the clock. Jordan with the ball, left perimeter. Has it knocked by... No, it wasn't knocked by Newley. I think Newley went for the knockaway. Jordan flinched, lost the ball, and it's out of court. AIS ball. Yeah, I think the game's, uh, game's gone now. I think has been working the ref pretty hard down there. I think it's, uh, I think it's past that sort of uh, opportunity for now. I don't think you, uh, working the referee is going to get you a 17-point advantage. Mia Newley now with the ball for the Institute. Pops it top to Lewis. Over to Edgery. Right-hand side, she dribbles left into the free-throw line, pops a shot up off the glass. That was a nice move from Katie Edgery. Great work from her. She's been probably the best contributor almost for the AAS tonight. Her and Tolo was very good in the first half. McMeek and Rusko with the ball outside the left perimeter. Ashby makes her way inside the key, goes one way, left side. Tolo, another block. Big defence from Tolo again. That is at least her third for the evening. Yeah. I'm not sure if they'd call that one a block, though, depending on, on the way the statisticians look at it. But she certainly, she's certainly turned it into a no shot, that's for sure. Manure brings it in from the baseline. Ebsery running the point guard position. 79 to 64, 15 points in favour of the Boomers. 2 minutes 30 on the clock. Newly goes hard to the basket Ooh. and she's fouled on the way. She'll go to the line for two shots. Foul by number eight, that's uh, Lil Keane. She picks up her third personal. Manually will shoot the two. Newly. This is that first one, obviously. The, she hasn't been shooting as, off, as much at the, the gym as the other girls. <laughs> National junior player, Manually. She missed yep. both free throws. That is disappointing. Angel got it passed to her by... Keen off the rebound. Perth Lynx players preparing themselves on the sidelines of the court. They'll be in action at 8pm, which is not far away, only half an hour. Along the baseline, Keen dished it inside to Jordan. Ebsery working hard. There's a backboard violation. It's going to be a ball to the Boomers. So Keen will bring it in on the baseline. Substitution, double one, Ironmonger and Lewis coming in for Manu and Newley of the AIS. Dean Kinsman swinging the changes late in this game, two minutes, eight seconds on the final quarter clock. Keane has it baseline, goes to Angel, fakes right, Ebsbury awake up to that. McMeek and Rusko dishes inside to Ashby. Ooh, wow. So Holly Grimer still having a rest. I guess that's good coaching from Cheryl Chambers. She knows these girls have got to back up against the Capitals tomorrow night, which is going to be a tough match. Yeah, I mean, she hasn't got uh, Glorbitz, Milner, Butler, Grimer, four of a five on the bench. That's good coaching. Ebsery 
Breaks now inside the perimeter. Ironmonger baseline. Dishes over the top to Langford. Lewis lights up for the three. Missed it. Offensive board came from Cara Angel. She makes her way down the right wing. With the ball now, McMeek and Rusko. The old one-two back to Angel. Jordan with the ball outside the perimeter. McMeek and Rusko. Dishes inside. Feeds it to Ashby. Thought about the shot. The pass was wild for Keane. Didn't give her much opportunity. Ends up out of court. Pretty wild. Rebecca Tomlinson back into the game. Luella Tomlinson back into the game. She hasn't seen a lot of court time tonight no. either. Ebsery drives to the basket. A flat-looking pancake shot. Doesn't make it. Jordan with the defensive board. Gets it to Angel who brings it down right wing. Ebsery slacking off now on the pressure somewhat. 1 minute 15 remaining in this match. McMeek and Rusko pulls up just inside the free throw line. Can't hit the shot. Ooh. Newly. She took the offensive ball. They went hard into Ashby. Over the top now to Tomlins, who knocks it out of court under her own offensive basket. What did you think of that one, Simon? It was a pretty big collision between Ashby and Newley there. Did you think? Lewis was Lewis very lucky broke. not to get called for the foul. I think Lewis really looked for the contact, even though Absolutely she had the ball, she did. didn't she? Yeah, I thought she did. Angel. Dishing to McMeek and Rusko. Ashby at the top of the arc. Jordan. Into her hands. Langford pressuring her. She hasn't seen as much court time this tonight, Emma Langford. McMeek and Rusko pulls up for the long two-point J shot. And she shoots truly. She's got an uh, unorthodox shooting style. But it's, but it's clearly effective. Langford <laughs> goes inside to Ironmonger, who's stripped of the ball. Keen, two on one in favour of the AS going down the court. So she dishes wide to Ashby. And it ends up out of court, a wayward pass. Cheryl Chambers would be very happy with her group here. That she's basically be, basically put her bench out on the floor, <clears throat> her bench and uh, plus Kylie Jordan, and uh, has been able to pull away from the institute. Tomlinson brings it back into the baseline, gets it to Ironmonger, who dribbles down the court, dishes to Ebsery. She's outside the perimeter, goes to Langford. Jordan inside now. Tomlinson knocks the ball out of play. Out of court, 16 seconds remaining in this game. We've got the countdown on 81 playing 64, 17 points in favour of the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers. They're going to go to 3-1 on, on the WNBL ladder after four matches and they take on the Capitals here tomorrow night at the AS Stadium. Almost a travel there from Keena. She made her way inside the perimeter and knocked down the two-point J shot. That's good play from her. Newly a wild pass coming from Molly Lewis. And there is the buzzer. That is the full-time score. 83 to 64 in favour of the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers over the Australian Institute of Sport. They did it convincingly in the end. They led by five points at quarter time. Four points at half time. Extended it out to 12 points at three-quarter time. And that final margin, 19 points, Simon. They really did dominate the second half, the Boomers. A bit more experienced. And, well, Dean Kinsman is men. They felt... Dean Kinsman and his players would go away disappointed with that second half. Cheryl Chambers would be wrapped. Yeah, not so much. Uh, maybe not even the second half. Uh, they still had it. Oh, it's still a twelve-point game, I guess, at three-quarter time. But I guess yeah, the 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 rot starting to set in. But yeah, disappointing in the end. I think um, I think one of the keys to that game, and uh, I'd hate to say it, but I think Dean Kinsman's going to take some responsibility there with some of the substitutions. I just don't quite understand what he was doing with some of the players. Some of them got very little court time. Others, uh, there just seemed to be no rhyme or reason to what he was doing. And, and on the other hand, I think uh, Cheryl Chambers did a great job. She 
kept her team very well balanced through that game. They didn't really lose anything, depending on you know players like Warburton, Grimer, and Butler coming in and out, and uh, really didn't give anything away. But um, yeah, a fairly expected result. I mean, just the experience factor alone would would really have helped pulling there. And you could see, you know, during the game, it, it stayed close, and, and uh, we saw early on in that second quarter the um, AIS actually take the lead. You never saw bullying panic. Never saw them start to freak out or change their game plan. Or you know, they just went, "No, we've got a plan. We know what we're capable of. We know what we can go down the stretch. We know it's a 40-minute game. You know, they yeah, that gets up a couple of points here or there. It doesn't really matter as long as we're good at the end of the game. And you can see the strength in particular. They were just very strong down the straight, and they played right through to the final buzzer where. The AIS, and, and you saw some of the subbing by Dean Kinsman in the end there. They'd pretty much given up by still five minutes to go on the game. And that, that can be an eternity. Uh, in a game like this where you're playing catch-up, there's no denying it's very hard to come back from that sort of lead. But um, to just sort of chuck it in and go, oh, OK, well, I'm not going to think about who I'm subbing in and out now. I'll just put Elise Ironmonger out here after having not played at all tonight. And, well, the Boomers did use the ball particularly well, didn't they? The AIS were maybe a little bit more erratic with it, turned it over a lot, but the Burmers certainly used the basketball very well tonight, and they've got a very interesting mix. They've only got one genuine tall out on the court in Holly Grimer, who, as we know, is a terrific player, but yeah. then there's smaller types of Milner, I guess Glorbitz Gorbitz is a, a mid-sized player, Butler, Ashby, they all worked well, and then the lesser likes who came off the bench, uh, Keane, I was very impressed with her game, Jordan made a contribution, McMeek and Rusko, and Angel got out there too, so... Karen Ashby I was impressed with too she um, yep. she did a lot of the little things and, and that's always been the way with, with bullying there's no one on that team that's going to you know get the poos and go oh, just stop playing or just uh, you know get drop their head and, and, and start giving up that's one of the things you know you mentioned the only one big in, in Holly Grimer but you've got some very aggressive energetic go-getting players in uh in Desiree Glorbitz and in Kylie Jordan and in Deanne Butler. And those girls are, are real competitors. They will get on the floor. They will chase down every loose ball. We saw Sharon Milner jump up here between, you know, five or six players on both teams and pull, pull in a rebound just purely by desire. She just wanted that ball. She got after it. And it, whereas everyone else sort of turned and made a move towards it, she went, that's my ball. And, and the bowling team is full of players like that. They will work really, really hard and they'll do the little things they need to do to win games. Well, the Camera Capitals and Perth Lynx players both on the court here at the AIS Arena for the double header tonight on Friday in round three of WNBL action. That should be a cracker. Craig Ravel will bring you all the action along with Michelle Peters on sportradio.com.au. At the moment, you're tuned into AIS Basketball Network on Sport Radio. Simon Peters, do we have access to any final stats at the moment as we hit the refresh button on the WNBL Live Scores internet page? No, we don't. So we'll just pat ourselves out here for a little longer until we get the official stats here. They're always the long I think they may be making their way up very shortly, but... The AIS, they've got to back up tomorrow night against the Perth Lynx, who haven't had a win yet, so they'll go into that game knowing that they're coming up against one of the lesser likes of the competition, and that's one they'd really like to take the points from. Definitely, and that being said, I think there's a good opportunity for the AIS to, to bite back and perhaps win that game, because they'll 
they'll be Perth could be feeling very confident and perhaps even overconfident, and uh, it could be a good opportunity for the Institute to steal a win. So it's definitely a game I'm really looking forward to. I think they can do very, very well out of both of those games. But um, yeah, we'll wait and see how that one pans out. Likewise, I think the uh, the the Bullion Capitals game is going to be a really close one as well. It's going to be a a great contest. And I think we'd expect to see Holly Grimer do just as well in that game, given that uh, the Capitals, uh, you've got Tracy Braithwaite, who's who's a great big, but uh, as far as mobile bigs, they're probably lacking a little bit at the moment. Caitlin Cunningham coming back from injury, and, and the other girl's just probably not big enough. Well, Craig Cravel caught up with Cheryl Chambers, the coach of the Bullen Mo- Melbourne Boomers after the match. Let's see what Cheryl had to say. Cheryl Chambers, uh, you get the win in the end, but the AS really pushed you hard right throughout the uh, early stages, right up till probably three-quarter time they were in the game. Yeah, definitely, and I, and I think we, we kind of knew that in the back of our minds, but I'm not sure that we actually came with our full game minds on, ready to go, but full, full credit to them, and, you know, Tolo in the first half certainly gave us some problems, and we didn't adjust to it, so, you know, it was a, it was a good game. Well, you said to me before you'd seen the tape from last week in the AS versus the Caps. Full court pressure is the key to breaking their defence, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. You know, I think they're getting better at it. As the game goes on, they certainly deal with the pressure. And as the season goes on, they'll deal with it better and better. So, you know, they'll certainly come back from this American trip. They've got, you know, better better than they are now. And they'll probably push them soon. Tomorrow night, the Caps. Yeah, it's nice to be able to play them, I must say. You know, now you can sort of start to focus on that. They're, you know, they're, they're a great team with a lot of studs. So look forward to getting out there and giving it a go. Any injuries coming out of this one? Not that I know of yet. So fingers crossed we uh, pull up fine. All the best for that. Thank you. Yeah, she's obviously very pleased there, Simon. Terrific effort there by the Bully Melbourne Boomers, 83-64 to over the AS to take their season record to three wins and one loss. And they're stringing a couple together now as well. The AS, as we mentioned just before that interview, will be back in action here against the Perth Lynx tomorrow night. But right now, we are watching the players from the Canberra Capitals and Perth Lynx warm up on the court for this big doubleheader at the AS Arena. Do you see the Capitals taking this one out easy, Simon? They should. They should, um, I wouldn't say easy. Um, going from last week's game where they, they seem to have a bit of difficulty putting away the, uh, the AIS team. Uh, so they would have been working pretty hard in the, in the, during the week to rectify some of, that, some of that slack play that they exhibited there. But um, certainly if you're a betting man, you'd be putting money on the Capitals uh, coming away with the win tonight. Perth are much improved from last season. Of course, the addition of, uh, of Carly Wilson is a huge get for Perth. They're going to be doing very, very well with uh, with Carly out on the floor, uh, a couple of ex Capitals in the Perth lineup in Zoe Carr and of course Angela Marino. So uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting game. Good to see that even though Carly's travelled to Perth now, she's still keeping the dream alive, so to speak. She's got a little uh, a bit of a thing about wearing the pink socks, game day socks, and she's still wearing those. So here we go. We've finally got the uh, the full time stats coming up from the uh, the game we've just done, the Bulleen AIS game. Just going through the point scorers, we finished off with um, Mariana Tolo. Well, that same pattern again. She had 14 at halftime, finished the game with 15. She had 12 last week and finished with 12. So a very quiet second half for her. Katie Andrew finished with 13 points. Ellie Manu with 8. Kayla Francis only with 7, but she had 8 rebounds. And uh, 
she did a lot of stuff that doesn't show up in the stats. She, She's she, a hard worker, isn't she? Yep, yep. She, she from good defensive pressure, she made Bully change a lot of shots, which then turned into possession for her team. So, um, for my mind, I think she was best on the floor tonight. I mean, Mariana had a great first half, but just couldn't bring it through to the second half. Katie Evesry was good, but Kayla Francis was was doing all the hard work and and uh, you know seven points, eight rebounds doesn't sound like a fantastic game, but um, yeah, that's just an example of how sometimes the stats don't uh, tell the entire story. For the Boomers, Holly Griner, 20 points, and uh, pretty sure Holly set out most of that last quarter. So that was, she was that up was to a 20. Great. Yeah, she was up to 20 quite early actually. So. Yeah. Well, um, with the exception of Milner, I think Globitz, Butler, and Holly Griner would have sat out about seven minutes of the last ten minutes of that quarter. So that's uh, you've got to be loving that if Cheryl Chambers give you girls a rest. They only have to play, you know, 25-minute game. Um, just coming up on the other scorers here, we've got Desi Globitz with 18, four of five to the three-point arc. Disappointingly for the Institute, she was wide open for four of those. Uh, well, yeah, for all of them, sorry. Uh, we also had uh, Karen Ashby. She had a good game, 12 points for her. And uh, the rest, that's, that's the way bullying go. Milner got 10 points, so picking up that, that nine points she did for 1,000 points in the game, in the league. Dean Butler with eight points and, and just the others just contributing, doing the little things and, and a, a great opportunity for them to be running uh, their, pretty much their entire bench for most of that last quarter. Well, there are the stats from the Bulleen Mel, uh, Melbourne Boomers game up against the Australian Institute of Sport. We've got to wind things up here because Craig Ravel will be up next to broadcast the game between the Canberra Capitals and Perth Lynx, so stay tuned for that one on sportradio.com.au. But this has been John Keo and Simon Peters. Simon, thanks for your company tonight on AIS Basketball Network. The AIS went down tonight. 83 to 64. Join us though for tomorrow night's game between the Canberra Capitals and Perth Lynx. Oh, tomorrow night's game, Canberra Capitals taking on Pauline Boomers. Pauline Boomers. At 8 o'clock. But up next, it's Craig Ravel bringing you all the action from the Canberra Capitals and Perth Lynx. <laughs>